Hey, John, is this is this a new haircut? Oh, no, no, I, I, I see how you'd think that. The reason that my hair looks slightly different is that I'm actually a John from a different universe. Oh, so funny you should say that. I, I'm actually a Veronica from a different universe. Oh, so th- wait, this isn't your universe? No, I'm from uh, 749. I can't oh. believe you. I can't believe you can tell us apart. Oh, that is. Now I see it. You're left-handed. Yes, I am left-handed because I'm holding a knife and I'm ah. about to kill you. This is Toot-toot. driving me mad. <laughs> Toot-toot. Oh, in my in my universe, uh, we start the episode by saying uh, "gloop gloop." Oh, in mine we say "oot oot." All right, well, we'll we'll do those together. Okay, gloop gloop. <laughs> was this everything you imagined and more? <laughs> yeah, that was I that was that that was perfect. It was a perfect opening. Uh <laughs> we we captured the zany energy of the film, I'm sure. Hi everybody. I'm John Bershad. <laughs> I'm Veronica Yurovsky. Or am I? No, you are. You are. It says at the, yeah, at the yeah, corner of your Zoom uh box. Yeah, it's me, it's me. Hello. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to Box Office Time Machine, a podcast where we talk about the number one movie at the box office, either this weekend or weekend in the past. Or in a different universe. We have not done that yet. We we don't do... We may is that uh, what we should start doing anytime we want to talk about a movie that we really liked but didn't get to number one? We'll just (laughs) claim that it was number one in a different universe? Yes, we should do that. Yeah, we've. Uh, can I can yeah. I ask you a question? And and this is a serious, serious multiverse question. When okay. did we all start saying multiverse and another universe? Because I remember that this sci-fi concept, people used to say parallel dimensions, and people mm. don't say that anymore in in uh, like sci-fi shows. Is this how you like hit on women? Yeah, yeah. This is, is my this opener in a bar. Can I excuse me? Can I ask you something real quick? It works every time. Sorry, can we pause the recording? I have to shoo a bunch of nude women out of my apartment. Um, I'll oh, yeah, let them get should. dressed first. Oh, what a gentleman! Uh, I I couldn't tell you. I guess. Uh, the Spider Man into the multiverse. Or I guess into the Spider Verse. Well, definitely, it's probably like, like the first modern one, right? Well, and did that to come think before in, or after the Avengers? In everything, everywhere, he they say them interchangeably because at one point right. he says, "I'm your husband from another dimension." I think mm-hmm. another universe. I don't know. I just feel like, like, uh, 
when we were kids on like TV shows, when it'd be like, I'm evil you, and it would be from a parallel dimension. And I just feel like that phrase doesn't get said as much anymore. Well, are they the same thing? I thought a parallel dimension is something different from a parallel universe. Or do parallel dimensions take place in within the same universe? That was my understanding. I this is this is what I'm curious that there might actually be like a scientific explanation for this because these are definitely concepts I only know from entertainment and I don't particularly care to know the scientific explanation. I just like it when people have different goatees and then they're bad. Ooh, you would love soap operas. I would <laughs> love soap operas. <laughs> well, aren't aren't uh, Marvel comic books? Marvel comic books are a soap opera. Oh, very much so. Sometimes set in space. <laughs> uh, segue, segue. What do we talk about this? Uh, this. What do we talk about? Oh, yeah, this week? we have not introduced the movie, which is uh, Doctor Strange: Colon. What is it? Oh, it's not uh, colon. There's no colon. Oh, there's no colon even. The multiverse of madness. That's what it's called. Is Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness? Oh. Mm. Okay. And I, I'll, I'll start off the bat by saying I love that title. I loved that title when they first announced it. I don't think it's a good title for this movie. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people who were uh, initially disappointed by this film uh, wouldn't have been as disappointed with a different title. I think Multiverse of Madness pro- and, the, and the whole marketing promises characters jumping from universe to universe. And that's not mm-hmm. what this movie is. Well, I mean, it does happen, though I suppose it's not. Um, I mean, no one is get going mad, even. I mean, I, I would they, argue that at least one character goes a well, bit mad, ex- except for one character, but that's not the title character. Yeah. Uh, so. If it was called WandaVision in the Multiverse of Madness. Well, then people that might be a little annoyed that Vision doesn't appear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Vision does not appear. Yeah, fuck it. Just call well, it Spider-Man in the Multiverse of Madness. It'd probably make more money. We don't need Spider-Man in it. Sony has proven that. That's true. Yeah. Call it yeah, Morbius I mean- <laughs> and the universe and the Multiverse of Morbius. Oh, wow. I would skip that so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, do you want to, I can try recapping it. Would that be a fun thing for us to do? Um, I will stop you the moment it stops being fun. All right, well, we we start off, well, there's sort of like a, a dream sequence first where Doctor Strange is speaking Spanish and he's running around with a child who is going to keep calling kid very condescendingly throughout the movie. This will get she was annoying. 14 when uh, they were, this was filmed. I, I think that's allowed. <laughs> it's, f- it's fucking annoying to be calling like a little girl's kid. I would say this would be a hill. I will die on. How do you, how do you feel when Indiana annoying. Jones calls short round kid? I don't know. I feel like I had bigger problems with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. 
anyway, that movie so, didn't I, fail on the on the uh, aspects of child representation. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so they are running from something or other that is evil, that is a big monster, and then Doctor Strange decides to sacrifice kid for <laughs> something, but then he wakes up. It was all a dream. He used to live in Word Up magazines. No, I forget the lyrics of that. Uh, anyway, uh, so he wakes up, and I was I had to be reminded of the fact that he was one of the ones who like disappeared in the snap because that actually does become relevant because it's five years later, it's after Thanos or eighty, and. Uh, uh, he's attending uh, Rachel McAdams' wedding to a uh, guy who has a line. Uh, <laughs> he's basically like the Chiwetelogy of War character in Love Actually. <laughs> he. Um, <laughs> that anyway, is, that is that is fair, and I wish Doctor Strange had been sitting there with a 2002 era video camera filming the wedding. Sadly. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Doctor Strange is only a bit less of a dick than that guy was. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we really gonna? Are we? Are we recapping movies beat by beat anymore? I'm, I'm trying that to show? be kind of quick because I feel like this movie is confusing, and if you haven't seen it, I feel like we should have a base reality that we kind of talk. But I'll be fast. I'll okay. be fast. All right. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, and after the, uh, he confesses to her that he is like, so sorry that he died for five years, I guess. <laughs> also, Michael Schulbarg is in it for Michael, like a second. Yeah, I guess he must have been a character. Okay. Did, well, maybe this, did you see the first, uh, Doctor Strange? Yes, but I have not re-seen it, nor do I intend to. Neither, neither have I. Yeah, he was apparently in the last one. I did not yeah. see that. Um, you didn't I, see it at all. Oh no, no, I'm you sorry. I did Doctor see it. Strange? I have not seen it since it came out in 2016. Um, okay. And I. Well, anyway, he's in it. He <laughs> that doesn't was our need own, to be uh, in it. Free tea. Yeah. So he's like, uh, he's uh, Mr. Exposition. He tells us that it's been five years from now, uh, or five years since. Uh, Thanos or whatever. Anyway, uh, and so there's a monster. It's eye monster. It's eye squid. And it's like, it's rampaging around the streets of Soho. And lo and behold, it's this kid again. And so Doctor Strange and his beloved cape like does I forgot? Does the cape behave like carpet from Aladdin? Yes, or is that the like cape, a new the thing cape they is added? almost identical to the carpet from Aladdin. Okay. I don't mean that as anyway. a, as, a, as a fault. It was one of the most charming uh, parts of the first movie, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, it, it was very cute. I was just I couldn't remember whether that was a thing before. Anyway, all of a sudden, Wang comes in. I had to Google his name because I don't think they actually even say his name. They before, do. They do a lot. It's uh, I think it's Wong. <laughs> oh no, it's Wong. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so Wong shows up and they together do circle gates and uh, they fight with the monster. The fight is actually very cute, uh, very cute. 
and then they kill Monster, but the girl is scared of Doctor Strange. Why is she scared of Doctor Strange? It is because she's from a parallel universe where Doctor Strange is dead and he betrayed her. So it means the dream was not a dream. And so apparently through dreams, we move through the multiverse. That's how that happens. When you dream, you see yourself in a multiverse. Okay. I established a thing. We'll get back to that. Anyway... So now, uh, they, uh, they bury Dr. Strange. The girl tells him that, like, an evil force. I don't think at that point she says a witch. But anyway, like, no, she they says, figure, like, they figure it out later. Yeah. I, so she says, like, I really someone. liked the dream idea. I, the idea that. Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was fine. Uh, I'm not, I'm not dissing the dream idea. Uh, so they're like, oh, this has to do with the multiverse. Whoever shall we go see about this? And so they go and, uh, uh, oh, a Doctor Strange goes and he uh, goes to, uh, uh, Wanda Sans Vision. Does she have a last name? Maximov. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, anyway, so, uh, he goes to see her in the, in her, uh, tree plantation. Uh, but it's, a, it's an apple orchard. <laughs> that's a tree plantation. Okay, <laughs> that's what is a plantation? It's you're right. You're. I guess you just an array of trees. I guess the, like that to me. That sounds like the final product is the tree. Like it's just a place mm. where you grow trees. Okay. As, a por- right. as opposed yeah. to the, the apples being a the, tree the orchard. This is probably it, it, irrelevant considering it does these are, don't exist anyway. It doesn't anyway. exist. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because uh, Wanda, when being asked to go to, I don't know, uh, Doctor Strange Hogwarts, I don't know what that like thing was. By the way, I, so I have seen this movie twice now. Um, in case people were curious why I'm very confident on the details. Oh, no. Uh, but she does the classic thing a villain does in every police procedural when they give away a piece of information that the, uh, our lead character supposedly did not say yet. Because she is like, well, just bring America uh, to me and I'll help her. And Doctor Strange is like, oh. I did not tell you who America was. And then all of a sudden, the the orchard disappears. And it is hell? I don't know. Uh, and he realizes that Wanda is the big bad. And she wants the kid. Why does she want the kid? Well, I don't know. Because I did not watch WandaVision. But here's what <laughs> I can surmise. She... Thought she had children, but she did not have children. So what she wants to do is to go to travel to a different multiverse where she also thinks that she has children, but she doesn't actually has children. And I guess live in that universe so that she still thinks she has children. (laughs) Am I even remotely correct on this? Uh yeah, why why don't we why don't we we'll pause the the recap for now. Um uh, uh we we got a lot to dig in from that first 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I feel like this has taken way longer, but that is kind of the premise. So the premise of the movie is Wanda wants kid and uh Doctor Strange is willing to sacrifice thousands of people in order to protect kid. <laughs> 
End of movie. Wow, you were. <laughs> um, no, I mean the movie was fun, but that is basically the premise. No, of the no, movie. no, no. I just think that's funny that you that would, you would view it as. So you are fully on the side of the initial Doctor Strange that just fucking kill America Chavez instantly, and the story's over. Yeah, I. <laughs> You're just like yeah, fuck like, her. <laughs> well, I, it was also just like you see all these people dying. And but then they are they don't seem to care about those people dying, but they do very much seem to care about this character dying because they happen to have a well, name. Well, I know that the reason why is because like it's the trolley problem, right? But like it's also just like yeah, like why do I care about this kid more than I care about all these other people who died? I think that <laughs> we we do get uh, moments for for Wong to be sad about uh, the dead at Khmer 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 Rouge, whatever. Khmer um, Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, who doesn't know the names of things now? It's Khmertage, yeah, but I I Khmertage. I guess I see. Let's broaden it out a bit. So first, I'm gonna re, uh, rewind way back. Do you, so you liked the first Doctor Strange? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Uh, I I don't I don't like that character, mm. uh, and I don't remember anything from the first movie really. So I you don't like the character of Doctor Strange. No. Why? Why? Why not? I mean, you 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 you're already you're uh, an avowed Spider-Man hater, a hater That's of Peter true. Parker the character. What is your problem with Stephen Strange the uh, Doctor? Well, I don't. So I only know him through the portrayal or the portrayal of Benedict Cumberbatch, uh-huh. who I think I also don't like. Okay. Uh, I I I like Sherlock. Uh, but Sherlock got really bad, and Agreed. I think I hold a grudge, like for some reason, uh, for that. Uh, and I also don't like the. I don't like, I guess, uh, stories with multiverses. Okay. Well, do and you? I actually. Do you oh, hold a grudge what? against all the uh, Sherlock fan uh, car- uh, actors? Like, were you watching Fleabag being like, you fucking hot priest asshole? Those later seasons of Sherlock were so bad. Well, Your character he, was dead. Why do you keep coming back? Yeah, I guess it's only him, really, because I also really liked Fargo. And I think that was also after. Yeah, I think I mostly just don't like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's uh, fair. It's, it, you know, I it, don't like it happens that. with... I think everyone's allowed to have... A few actors that they just don't like. And also just the conceit of the character is he he is basically all powerful, but he is crippled by the whatever the plot needs him to do. And it's just not interesting, like, I guess, to me, is my opinion. I think that's totally fair. I think uh, with this is a movie with. I think two characters whose powers are just like whatever the story needs them to be yeah. in uh, the, uh, Doctor Strange and the Scarlet Witch. And I think like because of that, uh, uh, Doctor Strange has worked better as a supporting character. But I think having mm-hmm. them both together, for some reason, it almost cancels them each other out. Well, like I'll so I'm going to say right off the bat, 
right off the bat, uh, 22 minutes into this episode. Um, <laughs> right whatever. before I continue recapping for the next hour and a half. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie with the full admission that it is extremely my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this I am biased against this movie because what this movie is, and people we have talked a biased lot uh, against. I'm or bi- I'm for? biased for this movie. I <laughs> <laughs> I am biased against this movie. <laughs> I I'm biased against this movie because uh I can also travel through dimensions, and I I think it didn't represent. Yeah, you don't want anyone to reveal your well. secrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I. I uh, uh, this is my thing because we've talked a lot about how the MCU is basically an incredibly expensive TV series, and mm. this is just a Halloween special, right? Like it's just a special Halloween episode. And when I loved TV shows as a kid, the thing I loved most was a Halloween episode, and I would literally get angry at TV shows I liked when they didn't do a special Halloween episode. Looking um, at you, er. And I and if they just like went to a party, but they didn't make it spooky, bullshit. That's not good enough. Bullshit. <laughs> but the other thing is that like, um, when I I love you know loved The Simpsons growing up, and eventually by season like eleven or twelve, I was kind of sick of it, and I stopped watching. But I would always come back for the Halloween episodes, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of sick of the MCU. It's been going for years. Tons of cast changeover. Nothing hits as hard as it used to. But I was very happy to come back for a Halloween episode, especially with uh, Sam Raimi directing. That being said, I've seen this movie twice now. And I saw this and uh, Everything Everywhere, both movies twice for different weird reasons. (laughs) Um, And both movies I really loved the first time I saw them. I'm realizing now uh, if I see a movie really close after the second time, the things I love don't stand out as much. But the things that don't work as well um, hit much harder. And so Mm. uh, as much as I still enjoyed this movie the second time, its flaws were much more apparent. Um, Right. And I think one of the main things about this is that I don't know what the fuck Doctor Strange's character arc in this movie is. Well, I don't I doubt he even has one. And I think this is kind of like you mention the Halloween special. And I think like we can talk about how like sort of the back behind the scenes drama of this movie the fact that scott derrickson was supposed to who directed Mm. the first one was supposed to come back for this apparently left for creative reasons or was he fired who knows sam raimi comes in and it feels like sam raimi and i'm sure they reshot a bunch of stuff that was already filmed but it feels like scott derrickson i don't think he ever shot anything did he not even uh, shoot anything? I thought he left. Uh, he like left halfway through the movie. Was no, my no, 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 no. Okay. Well, then I feel like my no. Then, yeah, they hadn't started uh, started filming yet. Then it makes even less sense because it really feels like two movies. Sometimes you know, like there's like this. There's like the fun. Like there, there's one scene in this movie probably like two scenes in this movie who are 
probably my favorite scenes in the entirety of MCU. Ooh, like, let's they save are that. So I'm excited fun. to hear what those are. Like, but let's keep the stick on this. Those were like so fun and creative, and like those are like Sam Raimi scenes. Mm-hmm. And then there's so much perfunctory MCU bullshit <laughs> that is like surrounding those scenes that like I guess on the bright side does make them stand out but it also just makes it I don't know just kind of sad that even like a guy with like a very specific vision like you bring out a like a director who a has proven himself to be a good director of Marvel characters in the past so I don't know it but yet it still felt like he was constrained by the machine from actually making something truly unique at the end of the day. Uh, and that was, I don't know, that kind of, it felt like this one had a lot more potential than other ones. So it almost like felt more disappointing when mm-hmm. it showed glimmers of what could that, that, you know, potential could have been. And then the rest of the movie kind of yeah made no sense it's kind of a mess i i uh uh it's interesting that you say that um uh you you felt that sam raimi was res- uh, uh constrained um because i while i did feel like this was a slightly watered down sam raimi it didn't feel to me like he was constrained in so much as this was sam raimi with less time to prepare and get things right um, like right. you, you mentioned. So how long did he have between like getting the job and actually starting to film? Because I think it was long. like a very short. Yeah. But then also there were tons of reshoots. But like for example, um, in the uh, you mentioned really enjoying uh the big squid eye uh fight scene, and I was mm-hmm. watching that uh, a few hours ago, uh, watching it for the second time, and the first time no I saw it, deal. I was just thought it was so fun how dumb the the character design was and how gooey the eye getting poked out was i was just (laughs) tickled by that but this time i noticed there's like one gag where the monster we see from the monster's point of view where it's looking Mm -hmm. around then we see a shot that is kind kind of weirdly composited the effects look a little wonky green screen wise and the angles odd where america is below him and and mm-hmm. then suddenly he spins around and sees her and i realize after the fact that the joke is supposed to be the monster can't see her it's looking for her then we realize she's hiding directly below him then the surprise reveal where he spins around and just like from the pov shot like i didn't get that he was like searching it just like the the gag doesn't really pay off the way it should and i'm just thinking mm-hmm. like boy you know in this there would be nothing like that in you know the spider-man movies um like right. the jokes would be are so clear the uh uh same like you go back to the evil dead you movies mean every sam gag Raimi is spider-man movies or mcu spider-man oh, uh, sam Raimi spider-man movies 100 okay. percent. like like and like i was re-watching evil dead 2 the other day every kind every single gag you know exactly what is coming like everything is set up visually in the best way for them to happen and this joke did just didn't work. And I think there was a lot of stuff like that. So it, it did feel to me like both in the, the effects work and some of the visuals and especially in the script, it felt like this, you know, like a lot of Marvel movies just needed another pass. 
But you also mm-hmm. said that you um you were happy. You thought it had too much MCU bullshit. I felt like I enjoyed this because there wasn't as much MCU bullshit. When well, I, there wasn't MCU bullshit in the sense that they were already setting up for the next that's movie. That's what I mean, yeah. I agree about that. I just, I think the MCU bullshit that I mean is that, like, again, there's just, for the most part, excluding, like, the fight scenes that I'm sure we'll be talking about, there's just a lot of just, like, very generic action sequences that I think, like, someone even said that MCU just has, like, their own, like, action scene. The uh, previs is made, like before sometimes before the director's even hired which is why like someone coming off some tiny independent film for twenty thousand dollars with three people in a grocery store or whatever can suddenly (laughs) film a hundreds million dollar action film and also why these things feel a little generic yeah which is like in some sense it's kind of impressive and Mm -hmm. like the this is like such a well yeah it's like an assembly line but it's very well oiled it and you know, good for them, but it's not really, I don't know, like as a viewer, it just feels kind of boring and repetitive mm. in many ways. Uh, so I that's what I meant. And like the fact that I'm now supposed to care about, uh, I, I, I was, I, I needed to have seen WandaVision, which I never finished. Well, that's so, uh, so you didn't see it. So you, so that you didn't think it was well enough explained. It, so I I don't think it was well enough explained. I I kind of started remembering how the end of WandaVision was supposed to be shocking from what I read and like something about that world not really existing. <laughs> like I did not make it that far into WandaVision. I only saw like the first three episodes, which mm-hmm. were basically like sitcom. Yeah. Uh, like. Uh, oh, so you hadn't even met her kids, really. No, she just gave birth, I think, in the so I I assumed what had happened is that like uh somehow Vision died or maybe she imag- imagined Vision and from the movie I knew that like she thought she had kids but she didn't have kids. So I assume that's also kinda but I don't know how one division ended. But like so all all of that is like I I don't think I necessarily like it. I don't know that it would have added anything if I had known it necessarily, but it is, they do rely on you to know that. I don't know. Do you want to talk about the Illuminati? Because the, I, I want to make kind of the second point of oh, let's, we, let's, I Let's stick with Wanda for a bit. Um, <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's just like the idea that I'm, uh, I'm supposed to have seen WandaVision and also the fact that like, Originally, this movie was planned to come out before WandaVision. Yeah, so I'm they very also had curious to, like, about that. So they had to retroactively, from my understanding of what the WandaVision show was, I guess, is that the fact that like she made up this whole, like the storyline of that show to grieve for that fake family that she might or might not have had, right? No, not, not really. Um, okay. No, I wonder if... You're, I wonder if part the problem you had was that you actually watched, if you had watched no, none of WandaVision, it would have been <laughs> less confusing than watching Maybe. some of WandaVision. Um, Maybe, but it just felt like it, I wasn't, I thought 
Elizabeth Olsen was wonderful. Like she, I thought she was really, really good. Anytime she was on screen, I wanted her to keep, to keep killing people. I thought I got, as I said, I wanted her to kill that little girl. Like I, I thought she was really, really good. She sold all the heavy emotional moments. I like all that stuff actually did end up working, but that was despite of what was there for the character to do. I think like, I don't think I really understood what she was trying to do. And then at the end, it almost felt like kind of like a, a deus ex machina ending where it just, it was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't need this. <laughs> and that's kind of how it kind of felt at the end. Mm. Uh, it felt like one of those resolutions that it was like, oh, you you could have just done that first. <laughs> I know then, then we would not have had a movie, but it also just felt like so, the resolution felt so simple at the end. I think part of the problem here is, so I mentioned earlier that um, Doctor Strange doesn't really have a character arc, and you, and you said maybe he's not supposed to, and I would agree with you, and I think it would have been totally fine where you have, like, Doctor Strange as, like, more of a Mad Max figure who just, like, helped like assist people in their story, but he he himself is more static. Like, um, but you have scenes like the last 20 minutes is filled with scenes that are clearly supposed to be wrapping up some arc of his, his last Mm -hmm. conversations with the Rachel McAdams character. And then his last conversations with uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen right before she sacrifices herself and i think or does she because i'm sure she'll she'll be be back back. she'll be back obviously (laughs) um but uh but i think i think had he had a clear arc that connected to her storyline and on a separate level uh, a lower level america's storyline i think all of that ending would have felt more satisfying like when Mm -hmm. he goes when he goes to uh, save the day with like his zombie wings it's an amazing visual but like clearly that is supposed to be a triumphant moment where he is also he has also fulfilled something in his story. And mm-hmm. I, I think there are like either a few different ways they could have gone with the story with his character. But we can talk talk about that in a bit. I want to go back to um, uh, uh, Wanda because I like the main thing that I uh, really enjoyed about this movie that I, I loved about this movie. The first time I saw it is that I do think this is the most fun villain the MCU has had. Um, oh, yeah. they've had great villains but oh my god she's so fun and she kills people so bad and it's <laughs> I mean, this, uh, so like the fact that she is just she's a spooky witch that kills people so wonderfully <laughs> is like that's what I'm talking about when I'm like this is 100% my shit but it will mm-hmm. like that wouldn't be enough without her performance like every lot and they give her great dialogue great evil yeah. villain dialogue like I love um those aren't your children. You made them with magic. That's what every mother does. Like I loved, <laughs> I loved. God, whoever came up with the idea. I don't know if it was Sam Raimi, Scott Derrickson, Elizabeth Olsen. Who knows? The idea of having her break the fourth wall when she possesses the other Wanda. Like mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, so great. 
Now, there's been a lot of backlash to uh, uh, or some backlash in, in you know, <laughs> some people have really hated this heel turn from the character. Um, mm. Particularly, Wasn't she supposed to be? I assume she's supposed to be like a Jean Grey, dark Phoenix kind of thing. Like, well, you know, she's like level, an all powerful woman who can turn bad or whatever. Well, on, yeah, on one level, there are people who complain about her turning bad because not just that she turned bad, but because it is like Jean Grey, uh, kind like Jean Grey, like like a uh, uh, Danny from Game of Thrones. It is uh, a, a a classic sexist trope of woman gets too much power. Uh oh, everyone dies, kind of thing. Um, and that okay. that I can't like not liking it for that reason. I can't really speak to. I think that you know when it comes to like tropes with uh uh tropes like that with you know problematic elements. If if you just can't get over get over that, then you just can't get over that. Um, I totally mm. I totally get that. But there are other people who really didn't like it because they felt kind of betrayed by a, by this character becoming such a villain. And she is irredeemably the villain of this movie, <laughs> unquestionably the villain. Um, uh, and I think people felt betrayed, I think, a lot because of WandaVision. And I actually mm. think the problem is not this movie. I think the problem was WandaVision. And, mm. you know, I've, I've I've been an outspoken person of I've hated the ending of every Marvel show, TV show. And this is one example. So where that show goes. So, just, yeah, John, reveal the secrets of Wanda, WandaVision to yeah. me because I'm unlikely to finish it. Maybe I will. I do like Elizabeth Olsen. That's so, the only show I started. So what what's eventually revealed is she after vision died uh, at the end of uh, it, during the infinity war endgame thing she Ooh, can i ask a question about that yeah. cuz i thought that he died yeah. but he's just like a piece of software could they not just like upload him to a different <laughs> cuz it's jarvis right it's yeah, like yeah the well they Iron also Man. they ripped the stone out of his head that gave him life and then i think the infinity i don't remember the exact details but he's dead Mm. Um, and I feel like he can come back. Seems. Well, yeah. So, so eventually, what's revealed is that um, the government uh, brought her in, but there was also some real shitty, like not all cops thing, where they're like, "Oh, it's not the real cops; these are the the bad cops." But whatever. It's been like, two <laughs> okay. years since I saw that show. I don't remember that complaint I had about it. But, um, but like they reveal that, like, so sh they were doing, they were using basically his corpse. But, you know, they were treating him like a robot and they were going mm -hmm. they were kind of experimenting on him. And she saw that freaked out, kind of killed all the like scientists. I think she killed them, took his body, went to this town that they were that they had bought a home in to live together, went there and just. Is that like the town they show in the in this movie where he like finds her? Um, no, no, it, it looks like that house that they're in is designed to look, it might be the same location they shot the TV show on or the same okay. sets, but she goes to a suburban town, then uses her magic to basically create a force field around the whole town and brainwash everyone in there and force them to live out her, uh, her sitcom fantasies. And there's a whole thing about why she's obsessed with TV shows, but that's not important. But like basically mm -hmm. she controlled everyone and she's the one controlling everything. 
and um not, like not letting the people like the people are like trapped inside you know every once in a while when they break out like she's taking control and the thing is like she is it's like unspeakably the unquestionably the villain there <laughs> but the end of WandaVision really kind of lets her off the hook. They basically mm. go, oh, well, you were really sad, so it's okay. And everyone's just like, well, it's okay, Wanda, you were really sad. And there's another witch there who's like a batter witch, so she fights the batter witch, which is fine. But, like, she still did everything, and she still tortured thousands of people for, like, um, for months so she could live out her fantasy life. But, uh -huh. like, because the show, because on, on the downside, the show let her off the hook, and on the bright side, the show had written her so well up into that point, and um, the performance had been so good, a lot of people also uh, uh, really forgave her and kind like a lot of people I, I read, uh, you know, uh, 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 think pieces from people. A lot of people found a lot of like strength in the story of this woman who had overwhelming grief and, you know, lost herself to the grief. But then as the TV show seemed to imply overcame it mm -hmm. and then were felt very betrayed by this heel turn now where it's like, Oh no, she didn't overcome shit. In fact, she's even worse. And the very, very end of WandaVision showed that she had kept this evil book, the dark hold, which is in this movie. And I think had the Nakronomicon. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> but except that it's a, an old Marvel thing. So it existed, I think before the evil dead movies. Um, uh, but I, th I, th I think had that show been, been more of a clearer punch of like, oh, no, she she didn't really learn her lesson and she's like a ticking time bomb now. Um, I think people wouldn't have been as surprised by this. Mm -hmm. um, but because I had kind of a problem with the end of WandaVision and her just kind of getting away with <laughs> some real awful crimes um i didn't mind her just being a, a villain this and also because i'm like this was this was the most fun villain uh superhero villain since i think michelle pfeiffer and batman returns oh wow uh that's not even an mcu one no <laughs> no like but like the most like just a villain who's having fun the whole time mm. i mean not the joker I mean, in the Dark Knight. I guess he's having Joker. fun. I don't know. He I don't know if that character could experience fun. Heath Ledger is having fun. I like he's <laughs> yes, he's having fun. Um, uh, maybe. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like your description of like what happened in One Division makes things even more confusing for the beginning of like uh, Doctor Strange. Oh well, like, because she so she created these children. I mean, that was another problem of One Division. It's like, does she realize in One Division it was not a hundred percent clear if she like if like she had kind of been purposefully making herself forget that she was causing it, but like so then she had her. She had these kids. Does she realize she invented them? I just think if WandaVision, I think WandaVision needed to be a little clearer about where her mental state was. And I don't mean that about as like, oh, she's lost. I mean, like just where her head at head was at. Um, right. And I think that would have helped her in this movie. But I, I'm more more so I just mean practically like 
I assumed like where does Doctor Strange go to meet Wanda Maximoff in the beginning of the movie? So where the does end he go? of WandaVision is that she's like, I need to go away. Oh, no, I've done a terrible thing. I need to go away. So we see her in the middle of nowhere in a cabin. But then we see that, uh oh, she's actually not. And she says, oh, I'm not going to do magic anymore. But then we see that she's actually took the book and she's going to do even worse magic. Is okay. the ending of the show. And so that's where she is. And then we find out that that cabin is actually, I mean, like, that's the first thing I truly loved. The reveal that she lives in basically a Goosebumps cover. Because, again, <laughs> that's what I loved about this show when she's spooky. Let me ask, what were your two favorite scenes? Uh, I loved, I absolutely loved. Uh, so this is like towards the end. I guess we're going to kind of jump uh, well, do we want like, to get back to the recap? I feel like we talked about most of the stuff in the that first section. All right. Well, okay. So uh, what <laughs> happens next? Oh, okay. So uh, WandaVision. Well, not Wanda. Her name is Wanda. I keep calling her WandaVision. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like a grandma. So uh, you Wanda keep calling her WandaVision, and I'll keep calling him Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> uh, Wanda, or I guess Scarlet Witch, right? Um red woman uh so she yep, goes yep. uh so she goes to uh strange hogwarts uh and uh she's trying to get america which is can we like sidebar to yes. name a child from a different multiverse america is weird um anyway so it's, oh, it's and a, we find i don't know the history of the comic character i know she's very recent uh, the oh, so she does like exist in a comic yeah, America box. Chavez, and they're okay. setting her up. Uh, you know, she'll be in the whatever Young Avengers that they're setting up to be the big thing in a f- ten years or whatever. Um, oh, she has two mommies. We forgot to say that. So, like her her whole thing is that she has two mommies. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed on her on her jacket it says "Amore es amore," which means love is love. So I assume it's kind of reference to Lin Manuel Miranda. I don't know. She's a uh, big Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> exists in every universe. Well, okay, let's let's put a pin in that because I do want to get back to that. Not that joke, but that concept. No, we. Uh, I want to talk about how different Lin Manuel Miranda is. Every, <laughs> she he chooses a different founding father to rap about in every universe. Yes, my name is Gora. <laughs> uh, anyway. I know all the names of the founding fathers because those were the names of all downtown Madison, Wisconsin streets. And that's where I, I like the school. idea that there is like there's a, there was like um, a comic that I think was written by Mark Millar where it's uh, it's called like Red Superman or something. And it's the idea that um, uh, instead of la- like when Superman came as a baby, instead of landing in America, he lands in the Soviet Union. So oh, he be- I heard about that. So yeah. he becomes like Soviet Union Superman. And so I mm-hmm. like the idea that in other universes, Lin-Manuel Miranda was born in different countries. <laughs> and in each, so in each <laughs> one, he creates an incredibly successful <laughs> hip hop uh, musical about yeah, their founding father. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she has uh, two mommies. And one day uh, when... Uh, 
when uh, she got scared, she opened a portal into the multiverse and they just got sucked out of there. And ever since, she's been like traveling and looking for her two mommies and she can dream. So she is the only one who's only in all she only exists once basically anyway so uh red witch go- comes to hogwarts like is not able to uh to get america but america sends herself and doctor strange into new york city the green version <laughs> and it's new york city with lots of like i guess like you know, the fantasy of like a lot of like cityscape planners. This is the uh, Al Gore one in this yeah, universe. This is the convenient truth. Oh, sorry. As, as I was watching them walk New around, I, I was sitting there thinking of that old meme. Uh, this is the future that that liberals want. Yeah. No, I mean, truly, uh, for some reason, they do like that world is kind of upside down. So you know how when the right light is red, you don't walk. Well, in that universe, you do walk. Oh, you my said God. that like a dumb joke. I, I thought that was I think that's funny. No, you, that was so, cute. Well, they you said you eat- don't like the multiverse concept. What is it about it you, that you don't like? Uh, I don't like that characters dying doesn't matter because they exist in other multiverses. It basically allows, uh, I, it feels like, I don't think it has to be that way, but in practice, what happens at the MCU multiverse is that it basically allows them to have no stakes to anything because I disagree. a character could die. That's what it feels like. But for if me. they're dead, then that character's dead. Because it very much seems like, you know, each universe is is a different character. It's not like they share the memories or anything. Well, this well, gets into do. a real This gets into they a real thing. They actually do share memories because how does Doctor Strange tell evil Doctor Strange? I was thinking about that. He should say that our sister di- like he should be like in my universe our sister died this way. Like Yeah, he would not know this. He might not even have a sister. Why do he, they even li- why is there a Doctor Strange in every multiverse? It doesn't have to be. He does like, not that's, He does is not, not how multiverses work. He does not specifically clarify the evil one. I was listening to it this time. The evil one says that sounds about right. He does not agree that he had a sister who died the same way. I but I, I think you could have had a line where he goes like he goes, yeah, well, my sister burned to death. Anyway, <laughs> um, but th- why do they even have to have a sister? Anyway, that's well, no, not no, the no, I mean, this is the thing like I feel like uh, a multiverse is similar to like time travel where it's like you can get bogged down in the rules, but I think I do think like particularly in this, it feels like they're you know treating it lightly enough that I don't really care. I mean, none of it makes sense if you think about it. Oh, none of it makes sense. It's just like I don't like it because it just means that any, and I guess we'll finally get come back to the or get, reach the Illuminati, <laughs> but like it, it's just like. It just feels like if character X dies, you, it's always just an excuse to say, oh, I'm the same character from a different multiverse. So this is why I'm, I'm here now. And we can tell the story that we need to tell so that we can sell movie tickets. Well, that's if it's done poorly. <laughs> but it, I mean, they haven't they haven't done that. They haven't done that to bring back a dead character yet. Yet. <laughs> but like, well, I mean, in, I well, they did kind of in the Spider-Man thing, but like that was 
the, what you're talking about is if they kill a character and just go like, oh, here's this one. And they did something, they're doing something kind of similar, similarly with uh, Z- uh, uh, Zoe Saldana's character, Gamora? I think Gamora. Gamora. Um, I mean, do- I assume if Scarlett Johansson wanted to come back, they would be like, oh, there's a, a Black Widow in a different universe. But that would be a different, that would be a different character. You'd just be bringing the actor back. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, they would be bringing her back to kind of, yes, at first she would be slightly odd, but then all of a sudden, uh, not all of a sudden, but by the end, she would serve the same purpose. She oh, I would guess behave Loki. the same Loki's way. Loki's the best example where they did, it's not a different universe, it's a different timeline. Um, yeah, whatever, which is totally it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but like, anyway, we're we're missing the point. Bruce Campbell is in this movie, and it's Pizza Papa. And did you know that they eat uh, pizza like balls in this universe? Uh, <laughs> and uh, apparently, food is not free, which is surprising. I like that joke. That in most multiverses, food is free. There uh, were a lot of good jokes. One. Uh, and so, uh, we see Bruce Campbell and he, he is about to catch them. Uh, and, but then, uh, Dr. Strange puts a spell on him where he has to hit himself for three weeks. Remember that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, <laughs> you're really changing up. You, you keep, you vary a lot on how granular you want to get with the recap. Well, I want to only want to get granular in things that i care about okay. uh, they, they they find out that dr strange also exists in this universe because of course he does because everyone exists in every fucking universe uh and uh they go to his museum where he's dead because he also died fighting thanos who also exists in that universe and then chuatelogy of four shows up no he's not from love actually he's was he in this movie before was he like yeah in- he was was in the, the last MCU one before? yeah okay uh they used to be uh they used to be enemies no more and so he brings them in but he actually has an ulterior motive he drugs them and then they wake up in cages uh and supervised by rachel mcadams who apparently does travel through multiverses she like, studies she's like, multiverses. Well, presumably she they don't because they imply. And this, this is I want to get eventually because I think this part, the second time I watched it, this was more confusing and not in a like complicated way, but more in a wait. What are what are the rules? Um, yeah, because <laughs> it seems like if anyone other than uh, America. Uh, uh, travels the universe is too much there will be an incursion See, isn't that a colonial message it's if so anyone much. but america travels <laughs> comes to conquer I need you your to protect- universe what do you want bad. with america it does become <laughs> weird every time they talk about her uh yeah i agree the rules don't make a ton of sense and there was but one anyway. there was one time though where the american name worked and that was the in the insane zombie uh, zombie, the inspirational zombie speech. Uh, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that just made the joke f- funnier. <laughs> America, uh, you need to believe in yourself. <laughs> well, turns out uh, Dr. Strange was actually bad in that universe. He was tempted by the bad book, which is the Nakronomicon, the non-Nakronomicon, Nakronomicon, which is called the what? The dark hole. What is it 
the dark hold. Anyway, he wanted to use it to uh, fight Thanos, who also exists in this universe, but got tempted by him. And so they, it, it was like sort of a Harvey Dent situation. They, they wanted to like, he, they killed him, but pretended that he was a hero yeah, so they, that, you know, he can be the hero Gotham needs and not the hero the Gotham they wants. They protected or the le- legend. They, who killed Liberty balanced him. Um, yeah. But like, so, so right here, like the fact. So, so I feel like, so what was, <laughs> I want to talk about Dr. Strange's arc. And I think <laughs> this is one part where presumably, okay, we have the big reveal. And don't worry, we're going to get to the cameos in a minute. Um, we have the what should be a big reveal that basically the implication is that every Doctor Strange in every other universe will eventually turn bad. Mm-hmm. And that should be a huge part of his arc. But mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it is. And it it... it the the things that it seems like so the things that they repeat at the end of the movie they repeat the eye that feel like they're clearly like thematic arc things mm-hmm. are the lines um uh uh every in every universe you'll go bad she later says you're just like all the rest and he says yes I am um we repeat the idea of are you happy Doctor Strange you know he asks Wong at the end are you happy but I don't feel at the beginning of the movie. We have the thing that's supposed to kind of, we have two things that are supposed to set up where he is and where his story is going to be. We have the conversation with Michael Stahlberg, and then we have the conversation with Rachel McAdams at her wedding. Michael Stahlberg's conversation, the, uh, apparently his character, who I guess was in the first one, I don't remember him, but his character <laughs> was blipped away for five years during the Infinity War thing. And during that time... His his two beloved cats and also his Aww. less important brother, uh, another funny joke, um, were died and he didn't get to see he he lost them when he came back and he's he's clearly like he looks he, you know he looks uh, unshaven. Uh, they do all the, all the like makeup effects to show that this man is uh, at a low point. Um, he has long hair, long unkempt hair. I don't. Did he have long hair in the first one? I don't know. I I don't Who's really remember the first one. But like, let's not Google it. We have this thing, and he says to Doctor Strange, "Was there any other way? Uh, was there any other way to defeat uh, Thanos? Because like they're playing off the big thing where in Infinity War, Doctor Strange says to Iron Man, "There's only one possibility for us to win, and the possibility mm-hmm. was that they had to lose that fight. Half the universe had to die, and then they had to bring them back five years later." Of course, of um, course. Who can forget? Okay, so you have this scene where this character is confronted, you know, he won the day, but there was a massive amount of loss, both for the world and then also for him personally, because I, I, I'm guessing the idea is, I don't remember where the relationship left off in the first Doctor Strange, if they were still together, but I guess the idea is while he was presumed, presumed dead, she met someone else and fell in love. Right. So what's okay, what what's this character's arc? Where where's his motivation at? That he is questioning he's questioning himself, right? Yeah, was it all worth it? Maybe I should not have 
saved the universe and been with Rachel McAdams for five years. Well, I think I like, was there another way? Did I miss something? Right. Right. Because it's not sure. like because it's not like the other way would have just been like they were just going to get killed by Thanos. But like maybe was, maybe that would have been for the best, the greater like, good, as they say. Well, no, I'm just saying like it doesn't it doesn't see it's not like uh, you say, um, was it worth it? That makes it seem like it's more of like a Spider-Man like, oh, I can't be with, you know, uh, Mary Jane because I'm Spider-Man. But it was more like, what did I miss? Some, it feels like it's more like, did I miss something? That could but have. I feel like some of it is also I can't be with Nod Mary Jane, whatever her name is, because of who I am. I think there are elements of that in this movie too. Uh, you know the, what? You, there, there is, there is a line he says where he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I had to do what I had to do," and you could interpret that. And this might be the fact that neither of us remember where the relationship was, but like, <laughs> um. Whatever the case, like it could be that he's like, oh, I'm sorry I had to go off to be Doctor Strange and fight an alien. But yeah, I guess like he is, he's full of regret. Like, I, or like he's like sort of doubting his previous actions. Right. We that, that's what that. I'm saying. Like, that's the beginning of our arc. Then, right. you know, then we have all these adventures with, uh, we have these adventures with this girl, with the, the crazy witch. Um, we have, and I want to get back to his conversation with Wanda because we have conversations that directly connect the two of them where, she, where, uh, uh, Wanda is repeatedly drawing comparisons to them. So, mm-hmm. which would imply that their arcs are in some way connected or just that, uh, Marvel mo- is trying to proactively, uh, combat some, uh, feminist discourse I, or like combat <laughs> some uh, accusations of sexism. I don't know, but in in a regular screenplay, the idea would be that they are mirror characters in some way. Of course, yes. Then we have the second act. We have a, a reintroduction of the fact that he lost Christine, um, where in this new universe, there's technology where you can see uh, you can see a memory. And you okay? <laughs> so the way this technology work what works is you walk down the street and you it's a it's a place that lets you relive memories. And their mm-hmm. uh, their tagline is a slight variation of the Total Recall tagline. Uh, <laughs> instead of uh, we remember, we'll recall it for you wholesale. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this is we remember, so you don't forget. As opposed, uh, uh, and so you walk and you step on a platform and you just see it right away. They're just giving away the goods for free. Uh, I know, and like everyone else can see it too. Yeah. That that sounds unpleasant because it doesn't seem like maybe the people in this universe have some control over what memories it's doing. Because also both of these memories make these people very sad. We see yeah. America sees seems to be very personal. Yeah, America see, sees uh, the moment that she uh, believes she killed her parents and Dr. Strange yeah. gets a memory of his relationship with Rachel McAdams. Also, this, like, I, a boring fucking memory. It's, like, them having, like, some sort of, like, a very, like, sad, like, dinner together where they, I guess, are about to break up or whatever. No, it's like, no, Oof. it's it's them when they're together and they're happy and they're younger and are she's they? giving them I a gift. I thought it was, like, some, like, abysmal dinner date where they're, like... Oh, no, I no, it's it appears to be, like, his birthday. Um, yeah, but and- it felt sad. Well, he's sad because he's looking at them happy together. Is he? 
Yeah, because the, con- I the conversation. I, for some reason, I, I interpret it as being like some like interminably boring like dinner. That they no, had. no. Because <laughs> here's the thing: as much as I didn't like his arc, and we'll keep going down that road, I did like every scene with them together. I thought there was like good dialogue between the two of those, and I thought did it was you? like Oof. effectively wistful. Um, uh, uh, I at did the end, not. this is kind I of a movie Rachel about McAdams, but oof. Like, every time they talked about their relationship, I was like, oh, fuck off. Who cares? I thought it, well, I thought it worked. I, because in the end, I guess this is a movie about a dude getting over his ex. But, um, so he can, like, fuck Charlize Theron at the end. Um, Miss Cleo. (laughs) But, so, so what she she says at the beginning, she goes, this place is fancy. Uh, Did you have to get out, take out another student loan? Get it? They're younger. Efficient storytelling. Um, and then he says, no. He makes a joke that he sold an organ that they operated on. Oh, and he sold someone else's kidney. Yeah, that and then she cute. goes, I gave, I got a gift for you. It's a watch. And that's like the whole scene. It's a nice memory. This is like, if you... Oh, God. <laughs> no. That scene is boring. <laughs> I stand by it. I might not have uh, remembered correctly the sentiment behind the scene, but the scene is fucking boring. <laughs> Doctor Strange is a boring person. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But so back to So th- we, we're reintroducing that he has these regrets. That's the next sure. big scene in his story. Then we go uh, we go to see the, the, the sanctum and we meet the Illuminati. We'll get to their stuff. We'll get to the cameos. But the, the big thing that he learns is that the Doctor Strange he at, uh, here was a uh, went was corrupted by the Darkhold, and they had to set him down. And they keep repeating that the biggest danger to the to uh, the multiverse is you. Okay, what's what's this story right now? What what is his arc? How does this connect back to? The thing at the beginning of him having regrets. Yeah. And also him actually having saved the universe without being corrupted. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like. It, that's what like that's what I'm saying. Like, what is this story right now? Because like he like, OK, he like it seemed like his thing was maybe I wasn't good enough and I failed. Maybe there was Mm -hmm. something I missed. And if I had seen that, not only would things have worked out better for the world, but they would have worked out better for me. I could have gotten the girl. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's where it seems to be what the beginning setting up. We get the question, are you happy? Whatever. Then here we go. Oh, you're actually a bad person and you'll always be a bad person. Or, like, I guess the idea is, like, you'll always fail. Or something like I guess that could be the connection, but then yeah, like to sure. speed up yada yada yada. At the end, he seems to embrace his darkness by using the dark hold. After all, we get the other Doctor Strange who just so who's who's kind of like I I've recognized that I'm always going to fail, so I'm going to go to every universe and kill every Doctor Strange. Which I'm going to guess at some point in the movie that was a bigger storyline because it seemed like a huge idea that was barely explored. Hold on. He said that he said that he's traveled to other multiverses to kill Dr. Strangers. I missed that part. A heavy implication. Cause he okay. says, he says the line, 
ever have that dream where someone p- pushes you off something tall and you fall to your mm. death, that was probably me. Oh, and the okay. implication for me, at least, is that he is has been he has been uh, dream walking or whatever and killing other Doctor Stranges. I guess at that point, I totally forgot that when you dream, you go to a different multiverse because that's not how they traveled across multiverses at all. <laughs> like they've uh, either jumped with America's powers or they've used dark books well, to I like, think what possess they, people. What they've been, what the Marvel thing seems to be doing is that like um, either like traveling to another uh, universe is very difficult. So either sure. you have to use powerful magic or you're someone special like America. That's why like her power is so valuable. But so like but uh, so, right, so, right, right. I get that, but it, I guess I'm just saying that Maybe that's why it didn't connect in my head because you dreaming and being in a different multiverse was a thing they did mention mm. earlier and then never got back to until that point when he said that. Well, there's a, no, there's a there's a long monologue that Baron Mordo has about what dreamwalking is, and it's set to some very fun Danny Elfman music, and it's a very but cool montage, not, like, and it feels a lot like an old Doctor Strange comic but book. But is it like dreamwalking in the same? I thought dreamwalking is more like possessing people when you're like reading the book. Well, it's possessing. Like, it is, but it's possessing yeah. someone in another universe. Right, but in the beginning, when Doctor Strange was dreaming, was the implication that he was possessing that guy when he was doing that? No, no, right? no, he, no, no. They're he just calling just it like, dream walking because you are walking into the dream and taking control of someone. Right, but that's not what he was doing in the beginning. So, like when no, you dream, just, when you just, just like dreaming. are dreaming, yeah, when you are just dreaming, you just see like your face. Yeah, okay. We're on the same page. Yeah. It's fine. We're we're not mad in the multiverse. <laughs> multiverse, <laughs> the of multiverse of calm understanding. Sanity. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay, so so he meets a version of him. And when I saw it the first time, I thought this was the universe that the guy from Green Universe caused the incursion there. And I this is the part that I'm I'm confused about cuz like was the rev- what is this dude's deal and how does it relate to Dr. Strange's character arc? Cause it does seem like the dialogue he has seems to be that he's like, he says something like I lost." he says I lost. And then he, Dr. Strange says I failed or at something. And he says like, we always do. Uh, there's I tried to f- make things right and I couldn't. And he implies that he goes around and kill killing Dr. Strange's. I don't know to like as euthanasia. I like I don't know. And maybe mm. maybe I misheard it. I don't know. But I feel like I get this should be an important part because after he defeats him, he goes, he pulls up the uh, he pulls out the the dark hold. This mm-hmm. he takes this guy's dark hold, and he's gonna dream walk back to the main universe for the you know the main MCU universe to save right. America. And Rachel McAdams from the Green Universe <laughs> runs in, and she goes, "Oh no, you're using the dark hold. You're just you're just like all the other Doctor Stranges." And he says, "Yes, I am." And then the scene kind of ends, and this is where 
this is where the character should be revealing what he learned and how he has now changed. So then he well, can I- then he can use that 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 inspiration from that moment to then go save the day. But I don't know what he what he's learned. Why <laughs> why is he okay? Like okay, I, w- I would actually. Um, there's a, a very funny um, a comedian, uh, Graham Teckler. This is wow. This is a real low point of the show. I'm gonna read someone else's letterbox review, um, <laughs> but it's really short. But Graham Teckler, a very funny comedian. Um, uh, wow. I never. Oh, here we go. I never go to the the desktop. I only use it on my phone. I don't know how to use. He wrote. Uh, use of the evil book will cause irreparable damage to you and your universe if you use it a bunch, if you use it a few times. It's really fine. Actually, I changed my mind. You should use it. It'll rock. Which, <laughs> that is kind of what the ending feels like when he's just like, oh no, now it's okay that I use it. But if this had been something where he learned... I think it's actually the other way. I think like that him like using the book is supposed to be kind of like a low point he like saw this guy like Mm -hmm. other doctor strange who was basically given up he's like i'm just gonna embrace the fact that i am like trending towards evil and be like a useless human being and we we see him like take over this book and he's like yeah i'm actually also gonna allow myself to be corrupted and he's gonna like take over this evil onto himself and then we're supposed to i think feel like the fear of like oh no oh no is he gonna be corrupted like you know uh wanda who has used the book and like other Doctor Strange and whatnot, and we kind of see that in him, like becoming this zombie uh, guy and like fighting. And then at the end, there's like the thing of like, oh no, is he also gonna kill her? Because uh, kill America? Because that's sort of like just like every other Doctor Strange has attempted to do. And then he goes like, no, I'm actually, I I am better. Like that, that's where I think like what they were going for is that like the audience in the previous scene should still be like doubting and thinking that he might have still like gone rogue or, uh, or like has been like tempted by the power. And then by sparing her and actually allowing her to be the one like to save the day Mm -hmm. he's actually showing that he is above being corrupted by the book i'm not saying it's well done or anything like that i'm just saying that like that's kind of like what it felt like that they were going for i I think there are maybe these two competing arcs and and they did tons of reshoots on this movie and i think they were i'm just gonna take a wild guess that a lot of the reshoots were them really being worried that like they have to get the Wanda stuff right. Cause uh, you know, after the, the reaction, I think they were surprised by the reaction to WandaVision. WandaVision was way more popular than they thought. And the character became way more popular that I, um, Mm -hmm. I would guess they kind of panicked about her being a huge villain in this. And so probably did reshoots, you know, uh, to work on her character and maybe he got lost. 
but it feels like maybe there are these two different arcs. Like there, nothing in that wedding makes me feel like this is a story of a man afraid that he's going to like uh, that he's going to um, be consumed by his own darkness. Right. Um, but I think also like you are. <laughs> I think I I give you so much respect for actually trying to parse <laughs> the character arc uh, in a Marvel movie where like clearly they have done kind of the bare minimum to actually have like a story in place. Well, I mean, in the best Marvel <laughs> movies, they're at this used to be what they were really good at, and I actually do think I actually really enjoyed you know everything about Wanda in this movie. And I know some people hugely disagree, but I, I, I just feel I like I enjoyed Wanda the character. I don't know that I'm still clear on what her motivation is, but like I know that her, like I know, it, I just like what is her goal and like what is her strategy in achieving that goal. It's just like that. That it, I don't know that it mattered to me because mm. yeah, as I said. Really enjoyed her killing people. That was very cool, and she's great. But like, I I don't truly don't know what she was trying to accomplish. Well, okay, so what? Like, here's like a slight tweak. Here, here's a slight, a slight tweak. What if at the beginning of the movie he didn't seem blasely resigned? You know, obviously he's very sad, but he didn't seem as resigned to um losing christine and instead you know as much as i like michael stahlberg but we don't spend like i i don't think anything about thanos i don't think we need that at all it's fine that that's the reason why he lost her but like we shouldn't be talking about that we shouldn't be talking about him in the other universe too like instead it was just like he's upset about losing christine and we get some hint that he would consider using some magic to get her back or something, you know? Uh, he's open to it. <laughs> like, well, like, he, like, he considers something, and maybe they make, like, a slight joke about it. And, like, Wong's like, oh, you better not, you know? Then, mm -hmm. when he goes to the other universe, <clears throat> so then, when he goes to the other universe, uh, 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 he finds out that the, the Doctor Strange in that universe has gone like used the dark hold to go to another universe and f instead of finding a way to kill Thanos went to another dimension universe to try to find a way to win Christine or something and like or maybe Christine died there or something and basically he became their version of Wanda mhm mm and so then and and then he becomes resigned that like oh he'll always be bad but at the end, I don't know, he has a chance to be with a Christine, but like the real Christine, but lets her go or something. And then like, so then we like, he does the same thing that Wanda does when she sees the kids with the, the Wanda from that universe. And we have the, you know, uh, uh, know that they'll be loved. Like, that's basically the idea of the, like the idea of the movie, like, no, like accept that you will lose people and you just need to move on. Um, mm -hmm. And like that would kind of in some way connect to, to America. And maybe America refused to use her powers the whole movie. And at the end, Strange tells her it's okay. You know, to basically it's okay to feel upset that, that what happened 
that let you what happened with your parents, but know that, you know, know that you have to move on. And that gives her the strength to use her powers to save the day at the end or something just like like I'm not saying that's like perfect. But if there, I just think if there was something like that, like mm. Strange's storyline should like he should have a character arc that should be more clear and it should be connected to the other stories that are happening in the movie. Sure. I feel like I would not have enjoyed that movie more. I would not have enjoyed it less. <laughs> That's fair. No, I'm not saying you were doing a bad thing. I'm just saying that, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'll tell I you this much. Me, it, di- it didn't really matter for me on the first watch. Um, <laughs> in the first, I mean, I, I knew that there was character stuff that wasn't working. It was really more on the second watch. So, like, okay, so when he becomes, when he possesses the body of his corpse from the beginning of the movie, like, the first time I saw it, I was just delighted. Because what a fun idea. It's a great mm-hmm. line. Doesn't there need to be someone in that universe, someone living in that universe for you to possess who said they had to be alive? Great setup. Great reveal. It's very yeah. fun. But this time I was watching it and I was like, oh, the Danny Elfman inspirational music is playing. But I'm still so hung up on why why did he tell her that it's now okay for him to use the dark hold why did he tell her that he is like all the other dr strages but like don't worry about it like also like what is the deal with the ghosts like there are these like sort of dementor things like flying they're around. the souls of the damned <laughs> but like why are they not flying around uh wanda vision like they're only flying around uh dr strange that I, I mean, yes, they're in her eye at one point. Maybe she's more powerful. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing where like, like it, yeah, also, the, those things like- come out of nowhere. And the first time I watched it, the visual of them becoming his wings, truly one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh, it's so good. Like the whole like that is one of that is like the second of like the two scenes I alluded to. It was so fun. It was like such a cool like character design and. Even like I could get over the Benedict Cumberbatch of it all. Like it was, he was like it was a fun performance uh, in that scene. I thought it was great. This, uh, I mean, I think we're, I think we're probably in agreement that like I think well maybe uh, to a le- you said it doesn't really matter as much, but I think <laughs> this movie is so full of wonderful visuals from Sam Raimi. the The script is constantly throwing out funny jokes. And fun sci-fi ideas at a fast clip. And Elizabeth Olsen is giving the best villain performance in years. But the character connective stuff that would tie that all together is just not there. But that's the stuff I didn't like about this movie. I think in in the recap and in the conversation, it's time to go to what I'm going to guess is your other favorite scene. Would that be involving the Illuminati? Uh, no, we can talk no. about my other favorite scene briefly. It was the in the fight with evil uh, Doctor Strange when they start oh, like okay. fighting with music notes. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it so much. It was so creative. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah I love that as Let's talk well. about the Illuminate because this is actually where conveniently our recap stuff previously. So looks like Doctor Strange is about to go to court. What kind of court? <laughs> Illuminati court. Uh, and so we are uh, introduced to 
uh, Chiwetelogia 4, whose name is, I think, Mordor, but I might Mordo. be wrong. Uh, okay. Uh, we are then <laughs> introduced to British Captain America, Lady Edition. You can just, call, you can just call that uh, Captain Britain. <laughs> Captain Britain? Is that what she's called? Uh, yeah. Anyway, we are introduced so. uh, to guy with a pitchfork on his head, whose name is uh, Ragnarok Rolling Rock. Uh, we are introduced to... Uh, <laughs> I truly don't know. Her name is um, Captain, Marvel, Captain Marvel, but in that universe, played by Lashana Lynch. I don't know who is Captain Marvel in other universes. Brie Larson. Oh, that okay, cool. Uh, and then, and and uh, Lashana Lynch was in the first Captain America, and they were like flight, uh, uh, flight, like Top Gun flight buddies. So presumably, in that universe, she got the alien powers instead. Oh, cool. I thought she was from one of the TV shows that I have not seen. No. Anyway. Uh, Her daughter was in WandaVision. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> we are introduced to, gasp, John Krasinski as uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, which was apparently a thing fans wanted. Uh, fans, we <laughs> fans, particularly the one, particularly like Internet stands, have truly terrible taste. <laughs> and then whatever and they want is wrong <laughs> which is why the scene coming up is my favorite scene in the movie oh yeah and then lo and behold uh who, who shall roll in but 80 year old <laughs> professor x played by uh, uh patrick stewart not uh what's his face um uh fuck mcavoy uh uh, James McAvoy. Anyway, the better Professor X. And they are calling Wait, which, themselves- who's the better one to you? Oh, uh, Patrick Stewart. Okay. He's the better. Uh, and we should also we should also be clear. He is uh, uh, hinted at. He's hinted that he is the Professor X from the 90s animated cartoon. Cause he that's has, true. He rolls in a bumper car. <laughs> he rolls in the big yellow motorized wheelchair from the cartoon. It uh, plays a version of the theme song. And when he uses his mind powers, the wavy lines from the cartoon come out of his head. It was it was nice to see him. Uh, it was delightful. People, uh, yeah, got pretty excited during that part in my screening. Uh, so you saw it. You saw it pretty late in the game. I saw it just now in a with three people. Um, I saw it yesterday. On, were there still like, like hoots and hollers? There were some hoots and some hollers, kind of like under. I I think usually when I watch an MCU, people applaud at the end of the movie, and there wasn't much of that. Mm. But I think the most fan reaction was during that scene when they when they said that they called themselves the Illuminati. I laughed out loud, but I was like the only person to that do is, that. So that is a thing from the comics, and I have not read those comics, but there is. This that whole organization is in the comics, and uh, like I know at least Professor Professor X, uh, 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 Mister Fantastic, and um, I'm sorry, I need to look up the character's name because we're gonna get to his amazing, <laughs> amazing death in a bit. Um, oh Black Bolt. yeah, I think his name is Mister Fantastic. It's no, 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 but Black Bolt is uh, the oh, Inhuman, oh. Um, and, guy. and uh, that is. Um, the other the other casting joke is that is I think the actor's name is Anson Mount or something. Um, but he played that character Black Bolt in the terrible MCU Inhuman show that they have mm. stricken from canon. 
they have too many properties. <laughs> Which brings me to, I think why that scene really works for me is because when they introduced all those characters and people are hooting and hollering in the movie theater, meanwhile, I'm like, oh, fuck you. This is just like Disney showing off how they bought off basically every fucking property and now they can play around with all of their toys. Yep. It literally felt like some like rich kid from your elementary school who's like, and I have this this barbie and i have a gi joe and i have like whatever like but then uh, what saves it <laughs> but what saves it is the fact that uh one division comes in and proceeds to kill them all in increasingly creative ways uh, beginning with pitchfork's death of uh so his whole thing uh, which we do <laughs> it does get set up that basically if he like opens his mouth and like uh, he basically kills everything in his vicinity. This so is a real just... a real character. Uh, Black Bolt is a real character from the comics. I have not read any Inhumans comics. I don't know how you can do a lot with that character. That seems like a That's very true. prohibitive. It feels like a sight gag character. It feels like one of those characters in uh, the Suicide Squad, the second one, yeah. that they would have had like some like gag with, and then they would be also brutally killed. No, he is a major character. Uh, <laughs> he is the king of the Inhumans. Whatever that means. I know that uh, they've always been kind of a secondary comics team, except for when there was uh, uh, when they were legally trying to replace the X Men with them. Um, <laughs> But yes, he has the power to, his voice has the strength that it can wipe, like, blow things up. And so Wanda seals his mouth and he proceeds to blow his head off. He panics <laughs> and screams and because he has no mouth anymore, the power shoots backwards and explodes his head out. That was very good. All the, I, I mean, John Krasinski's death is really fun because he sort of like starts like go to go like stretch Armstrong. They peel and then, him like, like string cheese. Yeah, and then he like turns into some string cheese. Uh, I I forget how like the the ladies die. Captain Brennan, uh, she gets her shield cuts her in half. Um, that I that I think was the one the one death where the PG thirteen held it back a bit, where you only see her the two halves of her body separating in extreme blurriness in the distance. I feel like they had like they were more reverent or careful around killing the women than they were killing the guys. I feel like the guys got like kind of silly deaths and I feel like the women got the better fight scenes, but then oh, they yeah. kind of died in, in like pretty boring ways. Well, I think the thing is like Captain Britain has already been on the TV show and like people do love that character. I think if they didn't let her at least like look cool during the fight that would have upset people but i guess you can't I'm, please the whole everyone. scene is designed to kind of upset people and that is what is amazing about this that's <laughs> the scene like you when all these characters came out it's so fucking lame <laughs> i was it wasn't like the also dis- by the way the way you phrase that sentence it makes it seem like i am lame like that scene oh sorry <laughs> sorry 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 no 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 that's totally oh yeah fun. yeah it was, it was this scene was as lame as you are veronica i was like <laughs> thank oh you, boy thank you. i just wanted to have it clear on the record no, no. like you said like you felt <laughs> i also felt that when like that this was just like i didn't care about the like disney 
monopoly stuff. You know, I I, I have to spend a lot of my my days uh, uh, purposely forcing my brain to forget that our entire world is controlled by three corporations. But, <laughs> um, anyway, back to the Illuminati. Uh, uh, no, I was more like, this is such lame bullshit fan service. This is the kind of thing I'm hating in every Marvel movie recently. This is so fucking stupid. And then the only way to redeem that is to be like, ah, fuck you. Kill them all. It was great. And so we've talked about um, Sam me a lot but uh the writer of this is a guy named michael waldron and he was formerly a writer of rick and morty and that's oh okay and re-watching this it really did feel like a rick and morty uh episode with a lot of the edges sanded off this mm-hmm. is like they basically did a version of this in a rick and morty episode where they had like a fake avengers and then they were all horribly killed um mm-hmm. not that that's original to rick and morty you know I feel like Warren Robot Ellis Chicken has been doing it for decades, Alan Moore. <laughs> but like, but this, this was just truly delightful. And all of like Wanda was allowed to be a really like a really brutal villain in a fun way. It starts in that initial invasion of Comertage where she we see her do the superhero thing of just like killing people in far distance, like little CGI blurs jumping for cover. But then we see a man screaming and she vaporizes him. And then we cut to another burned, charred corpse. And so, yeah, yeah she was <laughs> brutally killing people. And it was fun. It was a spooky Halloween episode. No, it was really fun. I guess at that point we should mention that it's not real Wanda. It's Wanda from, it's Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, possessing Wanda from this universe. Why? Well, but it's still, it's our Wanda is the one making the Yeah, in no, control. yeah, she she is doing the thing. Uh, in um, case people are like, uh, I thought you could not travel between universes <laughs> unless you are America. But I... Uh, I loved, uh, I also, uh, that initial possession scene was great. That was just like straight out of like drag me to hell. Oh yeah. No, it was great. Like all that stuff. She is so good. Uh, I will say that while that scene is super fun and like the whole like death is done in the service of like, she is trying to get to America's cell, like where America is being held in this lab mm-hmm. that's in the middle of Central Park, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and so. Well, it's green. Uh, it's green universe. Like well, the whole of she, New York is Central Park. Oh, of course. But like, so she's like going through all of these like, uh, you know, like Disney's uh, MCU's finest uh, characters and killing them brutally. To get to this place. Meanwhile, you like pan away from the cell and it's literally on a balcony. Like that lab is on a balcony. There's a window that over overlooks Central Park. Like, why could she just not go in from the window? Like, it it was just it was like the design of that lab was so funny to me because you like they keep like panning and showing that there's like a very open way of accessing this. Well, then then they would she would have stopped him at a different place. I don't know. I I know it was just like it was it was kind of like a funny set design thing which i'm (laughs) sure like no one else paid attention to um anyway i just love like i loved like afterwards i was hearing people complain like being like i just you know they, they gave us the thing we were asking for and then they just killed it off 
all in the purpose of making her seem tough. And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you want Fanta- Mr. Fantastic from another universe to be a big character? No, like who gives a shit? We yeah. also we, we didn't mention she also kills Professor X in perhaps maybe the most brutal, definitely the most uh, uh, startling. She he goes into her mind to try to mm-hmm. save the uh, the other Wanda who's locked in her own uh, the, her own mind. Um, and then <laughs> evil Wanda flies up in a cloud and jumps out of the cloud in a jump scare <laughs> and just snaps his fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that Patrick Stewart agreed to come back for this, which is kind of funny. And I actually think that like, yeah, good on John Krasinski to be like, yeah, I'll do this. This is kind of dumb and silly. And I would be into that. Because I feel like recently he's been so serious. Like he was like, I'm Jack Ryan or I'm Mr. Quiet Place or the whatever. The CIA's great. Yeah. And like he became too serious. And while like Jim definitely has not aged well, like in my memory, like it's still like it's nice that he was able to kind of like not be kind of serious for once. Uh, and I appreciated that. This was While the real. Also... This was the real. Some good news. Mister <laughs> Fantastic gets <laughs> peeled like string cheese, and then his head pops. I don't know why his head pops, but it does. Well, it looked like basically like she was kind of messing with him, like with a stretch Armstrong. It all felt well, he like is very a stretch like, guy. Toy-like. That's Mister Fantastic. No, I know, but powers. but that is why it like felt like that. It felt oh, like okay. he was kind of like a toy that she was kind of like messing around with him, and yeah, like toys heads pop. That's what they do. Um, I what did there- you? Okay, how did this death compare to? Um, uh, in everything, everywhere, all at once, where she turns the guy's head into confetti and it explodes. Um, well, I feel like everything in that movie was more surprising than this movie. That's so fair. I-, I would say like most action sequences, I think like actually like the music note and the corpse scene could actually be plopped into and everything everywhere and like feel at home just because they were like, they were that fun yeah i thought they I were like, like super fun like, like, like as much as i enjoy this movie everything ever all at once is obviously a better film oh, <laughs> um, for sure. I'm not, but i'm saying that like oh, I, this I know movie, I, I know that you you don't <laughs> i know you don't disagree i just i like i want to be clear like i enjoy this film but you know if there was a gun to your head and like you had to choose one multiverse movie obviously see that one and i think that's the thing of the difference of like there was great fun interesting filmmaking here there were great performances here there were really clever ideas here same as that one but everything everywhere all at once has a character story that actually holds yeah. together and is you know poignant and fun and i think that is at the end of the day, beyond the hundreds of millions of dollars different in the budget, that's the real difference. Though, so, I mean, and they have a better Disney character cameo. I will also say that. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, I actually, I would say that obviously this, uh, the multiverse, uh, the Ugh, I want to say Spider-Man in the multiverse. This is not this movie. Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Like, yeah, it costs more, but I wouldn't say that 
it looked that markedly better than everything everywhere all at once. Well, thought, everything everywhere like, all at once takes place entirely in one location. So that's where a lot of the budget differences and like oh, all yeah. the effects well, and stuff. Yeah, the, I never felt like, oh, the, it never felt like it showed its budget. You know, no, no, the 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 Daniels, the directors of that movie did an absolutely amazing job of taking the budget they had and making it feel as big a sci-fi fantasy as a $300 million Marvel spectacular. Yeah. I, and I hope they don't get hired away by the MCU too. I heard, I might be wrong about this. I think I heard on a podcast, I think that they were asked to do one and turned it down. Good. That I've might just be that might just more. be film nerds being like uh, saying that. I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, if they haven't been approached, I'm sure they were after everything everywhere. Yeah, I I wish they were to get a bigger budget and stuff, but just do their original shit. Like you know, there's definitely an audience for it. That movie is making real good bank, even <laughs> though it's not Doctor Strange money. It's still like making. Great I almost office. I almost don't want them to get a bigger budget. I want them to keep coming up with yeah, maybe. as creative ways to do all the I effects. I guess what I they... wish for them to get is exactly what they need, <laughs> like in terms of actors, budget, and just like go hog wild. I wish for them uh, to be happy as individuals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, do you want... I guess we can finish the recap by saying that... Uh, everything ends with a happy ending or does it uh well uh yeah yeah you I, I, you can get granular about the very ending because it is truly insane but yada 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 for um they're gonna save the day uh but then rachel mcadams and dr strange get thrown into another universe or dimension where there's a bad Doctor Strange who, again, it's a he has a bunch of great fun scenes, like a music battle. But I don't understand literally what that character was doing or how it relates. But then it has a third eye, which is important. He has if a third eye. If you've been corrupted eye. by the Necronomicon, you have a third eye. And, and black fingers and black fingers. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Which I think is a great that was also in WandaVision. I think that's a great little visual uh, visual yeah. thing. Um, but. Uh, then uh, Doctor Strange um, uh, takes over his zombie body, learns to believe in himself or something, yada, 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 resolution to arc that didn't happen. Um, and then they save the day. Uh, Wanda comes to her senses long enough to kill herself and destroy all the dark holds. And then they go home. America is going to train at the Comertage. And then this happens. Dr. Strange leaves his house in the most ugly shirt you've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing a fucking tree bark. I is that like he's wearing like red is. flannel? No, he's wearing like brown, like literally like some <laughs> sort of camouflage bullshit looking short sleeve, I think. Uh, anyway, it looks terrible, dear listener. Uh he, uh, it's like la di da di da. It's like that scene from uh, uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer after they've had sex. There's almost like you know, you make my dreams come true is playing, but it's not. Uh, and then he like 
trips or like or he like feels like some yeah spasm. his head st- he starts feeling some a pain in his head and then yeah. he falls to his knees he falls to his knees oh i should also say uh, uh right before this he had a conversation with wong where wong was like do you feel okay after using the dark hold and he's like yeah i'm good don't worry about it Oh, yeah, of course. Credits. Oh, he also bows to him because I guess like another thing we missed is that like one of them is the master of uh, strangeness and the other one is not the master of strangeness. And there's like this whole thing. That was in the last Spider-Man movie. uh, We reveal that um, while Doctor Strange was blipped, Wong uh, became the head magic guy. What happened to Tilda? Did she die? Um... I do think that character died in something. Wait, why am I remembering that that character dies? Maybe she dies in the Avengers or something. Oh, maybe, maybe Thanos no, You know what? Her? I think she's killed off in the first Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, okay. Whatever. Uh, but then she comes, anyway. she comes back in uh, the uh, end game because they go back in time. But uh, yeah, I think she died in the first Doctor Strange. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, so like... So he spasms, falls to his knees, his hand in his head, uh, his head in his hands, uh, <laughs> and the palms of his hands. Uh, and then he looks up, and lo and behold, he has a third eye. No. Uh, and then uh, all of his eyes are looking to the side, and who is it? But Charlize Theron, as you said, Miss Cleo, what's her name? It's clear, Cleo. I don't know. She's a comics character. I I, I don't know her. So yeah, apparently she's like, apparently they heard- the big like in the comics, Doctor Strange's big love love interest. But she's also like like him. She like does portals and whatever. Uh, uh and yeah, she's dressed up <laughs> in all purple. Uh, and she's like, uh, come with me if you want to live, but something else. Uh, and then they jump off into a portal and that's the end of that. Well, to to be clear, what she says is come with me unless you're afraid, which is a callback to the last scene with Rachel McAdams, where he says something about, I, I loved you in every universe, like. Like, she's the one from a different universe, and he basically has the conversation with her that he can't have with his Rachel McAdams. And he's mm-hmm. like, I've loved you in every universe. I'll always love you. And then he says something. I can't do something. And she says, you need to face your fears. So then when he sees Charlize Theron, Charlize Theron says, come with me unless you're afraid. And he says, no, I'm not or whatever, which is like he's. Which imply he's like gotten over something that was holding him back. And like, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about where I'm just not sure what was mm. holding Doctor Strange back that the events of this movie helped him overcome. That there are all these things that are clearly like the last moments of an arc or the begin, <laughs> like, they're like all these pieces that, but I just don't see the line that connects them all. Right. Yep. That's true. I also just think that Charlize is too good for the MCU. I should be doing something else. Oh, but like Fast <laughs> 9 is fine? <laughs> oh, she's also, as a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, clearly I do think it's the better option, but I feel like she should just be making Furiosa movies her entire life. Uh, well, she she's won't not, be in she's the, not even in the Furiosa, Furiosa movie. movie. No, she's not, because... 
because it's a prequel. Oh. Uh, no, I just think that she's a badass and she should be like leading movies instead of playing probably like fifth fiddle to like some to fucking Tom Holland or whoever it's going to be. I don't know. I assume <laughs> that that character like she was on set for a day for this. Then I assume she'll be this probably if they make a third Doctor Strange, she'll be the secondary lead. Uh, but that's like the worst character. Like, at least well, like give her something fun. Not necessarily. Put her in a Thor movie. She could be know. a fun character. I oh, mean, you mean oh, you mean Doctor fun... Strange is the worst? Yeah, character. it's just like gonna be the most boring movie. But maybe no, not. She's I mean, Elizabeth. Like, she's gonna Elizabeth be like an alien wizard. <laughs> I don't know. I just I want all of these actors to just have like better roles and other things. Well, uh, I mean, the problem is like that. That we that what you really want, I think, is that there for there to be other things for these actors to have better exactly. roles. Exactly. <laughs> like that's the problem. Like all the people, like the fucking weirdo, obnoxiously defensive MCU fans who are like who are like just get over it. If you don't like it, just you don't have to watch. But like the problem is, like this. Obviously, this isn't the only thing being made. Yes, you can point to all the other movies that are not MCU that are coming out. But if you look at other decades, there I, I saw some video recently uh, where the guy went through the math and was just like, yeah, like people mm -hmm. always compare it to Westerns, the superhero right. genre, it's ubiquity to Westerns. But mm -hmm. um, this video goes through and shows that like, Yes, there were a ton of Westerns for like a six year period, but percentage wise, there were just more movies in general. Right. And so Westerns weren't weren't the dominant genre coming out in theaters. And more importantly, they were all being released by different studios and they didn't have to all be massive budgets. So like there could be small scale Westerns. But now we have the fact that not only are there percentage-wise so many superhero movies out of the superhero movies, they're all only being made by Disney, then, then like, way behind that, Warner Brothers, and then, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can't really count Sony, because Sony's no. basically just hanging on to the Disney movies. Or Paramount, I yeah. guess. Well, what's Paramount? Well, what, what Indiana movies? Jones is Paramount, I suppose. Or well, top right, but they Gun haven't made an Indiana Gun. Jones movie in, in 15 oh, years. No, and he's not I, I a get your point. But yeah, we're just like insanely consolidated. Yeah. And movie theaters are just. Yeah, if a new Marvel movie comes out, that's basically most screens. Like, it's not like there's a ton of other programming that you can uh, yeah, schedule I think it's, for I, that purpose. It's just a bummer. And. And yes, I'm not the person to make this argument because I just minutes ago was gleefully cackling at the idea of MCU fanboys getting upset when their fan casting characters get brutally murdered in front of them. So yeah, maybe I'm not the the <laughs> most friendly voice to hear this, but I just think like these incredibly defensive like MCU fans, first off, you don't need to hold water for the Disney Corporation. And secondly... No. Except for like very foolish people. No one is saying there shouldn't be any superhero movies. They're saying there shouldn't be this percentage compared to the other options. Like think yes. about like nothing new came out for the past few weeks. 
because nothing wanted to compete with this movie. And I'm mm-hmm. saying this as a fan of this movie. I paid to see it twice. Right. That's true. Even Tom Cruise has to stay away for three weeks. <laughs> the only other new thing that came out of note, obviously there were like t- small limited releases, but the only other thing that of like real note that came out was Firestarter, a barely promoted remake of a C-tier Stephen King story that it was simultaneously released on Peacock because they knew no one was going to see it. Right. That's not Starring a Zac healthy Efron. film film going market. Why hasn't Zach Efron been in the MCU? I'm sure he's just looking for the right character. Yes, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure they'll anyway. they'd have him. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like do you think he's talking to his agent and being like, get me in the MCU? I feel like all the actors are talking to their agent about the I, MCU. I assume the other way. I assume if anyone's famous and they're not in the MCU, it's because they've told their agents, no, I refuse. You think like they approached Brad Pitt and he was like, no. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Probably. Probably. You, yeah, you think Brad right. Pitt approached them and they said no? No, I don't think, I think Brad Pitt is not interested, but I feel like if they approached Brad Pitt with money, like Brad Pitt is probably saying yes, right? Uh, I mean, I think it depends on, I think it depends on the role. I think, but also it's like. Or Tom Hanks can get, can we get Tom Hanks in the MCU? I don't know. What are like the big. It'd be really fun. Or Tom Cruise. (laughs) Apparently. I read somewhere that originally they were considering uh, for the Illuminati scene to have like a Tom Cruise cameo. As- yeah, well, I it was never really. So what that was, again, this is stupid fan casting in the comics. The members of the Illuminati, like the main ones, as far as I, I might be forgetting, because, again, I haven't really read these comics, but I believe the main Illuminati members are Iron Man. Um, oh, Mr. Yeah. Fantastic, Pro- uh, Professor X, Black Bolt, and I think maybe Doctor Strange. I'm not sure. But so people were like, well, there's got to be an Iron Man. And so people were like, well, who's it going to be? Is, is Robert Downey Jr. going to come back for a cameo? Is a different version? And then people really got excited about the idea that they could take Tom Cruise because when they were taught, like when Iron Man was in like, uh, in development for years, the film Iron Man, he was one of the stars who was at some point, I guess, not attached, but considered for the role. Right. So this was just Twitter making shit up and getting excited about their own ideas. So like when they asked like the the writer of the movie's been interviewed and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone even asked him. So like this was not <laughs> a thing that was actually ever this, like, I mean, this is, they did manifest John Krasinski, which, if anything, did. gives those fanboys more power now. But I think then they got their hands slapped. <laughs> they got they got because it was a huge fucking pro. Like, I don't know why I allow myself like I'm choosing to wade into these waters and reading these things that I know make me angry. Like, this is my fault. I should just let <laughs> these people be alone. But they like this is on me. But yeah, like while when the first Marvel TV shows were coming, like when WandaVision was coming out, the like it was 
just the stupid pop culture industrial complex of dumb tweets, bad articles and everything, stupid YouTube videos where people read bad articles was all about like, oh, which character is going to cameo? Oh, is Mephisto going to be there? Oh, is are the X-Men going to be introduced? And it was <laughs> it's just so annoying that like, uh, I don't know, I hate it all. But anyway, yeah. yeah, you should. You guys should all listen to me when I tell you how you should feel about your fandoms. I just don't like fandoms. I don't get it. I don't get if you are out of high school and still your personality trait is fan of Marvel movies. You should really like reevaluate your life choices. Fan of and anything. I say that as a fan of movies. Well, this. I mean, like. This is such an antagonistic conversation for us to have on our movie podcast. But like, this is why I have never I've never understood like stan culture or fandom things. I've never like I loved things as a kid. But like if the thing got bad, I was just like, well, I'll take my business elsewhere thing. Like I was and I never like. At least I don't believe so. Like, I was fans of properties. I loved The Simpsons. I loved South Park. I loved, you know, the Spider-Man movies. I, like, I loved Indiana Jones. But, like, this whole thing of, like, people just being... I don't know. I, I Whatever. People can like what they like. Just don't fucking... I don't know. Don't be like the fucking Star Wars fans and, and fucking harass... Kelly Marie Tran for no reason. Like, fans suck. Fans suck. Like art that's good. Do not become obsessed with it. Like something that's good, then watch a different good thing. And then watch a different good thing. And watch many different things. And don't just think about one thing all the time. You people are driving yourselves insane. And we forgot to mention Bruce Campbell comes back. (laughs) He, he He finally stopped punching himself. In the face. And then he looks at the audience and he says, uh, it's over. <laughs> See, I like it. Again, I, again, it seems like a, a thing making fun of the MCU tropes to literally this end credits is Bruce Campbell just screaming into the camera, it's over. Well, I think it's also kind of, I don't think since the shawarma, there's been like... Kind of just like a fun, goofy cameo. There or have, like a fun, goofy after credits thing. There there actually has. I think that this actually is the more common trend in these where they do the like setting up a future movie thing in the mid credits. And then the end credits is a payoff to a joke from earlier in the movie. That's actually maybe. pretty common in these things. But maybe this is the first one I enjoyed since then. <laughs> Let me yeah. revise that. Fair, that anyway, is fair. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna give this movie a, a grade? Yeah, let's do that. Um uh okay, right? Three, two, two one. one. B minus B plus. B plus oh. B plus in my heart, but I understand <laughs> it's a B. Um, that this goes back to what I say again. I I think I've talked a lot about if I had talked about this movie after the first, like we did this podcast after the first time I watched it, I would have most been almost entirely positive. But watching it a second time, the like the flaws were a little harder to ignore. But I still loved the things I loved. 
So understanding that this is entirely my shit, grain of salt, spooky Halloween, <laughs> spooky Halloween stuff is what I love. I'm going to say it's a B plus, but for anyone who doesn't, you know, love spooky Halloween horror comedies, it's a B. Or a B minus. You can also consider my opinion. I mean, it's a B it's for really me. A B it's a B for me. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I am happy, John, that you were able to really enjoy an MCU movie, which seems so rare. And we got to take our wins when we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, it didn't used to be rare. It was really just 2021. I was just not having fun with any of the MCU stuff. Mm. And we'll say, right. you know, Thor coming out in a few years. I. A few years? It's uh, sorry, this a few year. months. A couple months. <laughs> um, the one and the one thing I'll, I'll say is like I think this movie, the the flaws of this movie will probably make it middle tier Marvel. But I do think the villain performance in this film will stand the test of time. I've already seen on like <laughs> on dumb Twitter the people starting to use the meme of like. If such and such happens, I'm going to go Scarlet Witch on their asses. Like, I feel <laughs> like this performance and what they let her do and how f well those scenes are filmed. I think I think this will this will be a nice little iconic uh, uh, villain performance, even if the rest of the movie doesn't live up to it. Couldn't happen to a better Olsen, I say. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually a fan of all three of them. Uh, well, that was a very long podcast, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, I paid to see this movie twice, so I, I'm glad we got our 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 <laughs> we got all our of money's our opinions worth. Out. Uh, I guess we should <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> Have you seen anything else you really enjoyed since uh, since the last podcast? Uh, I have seen, uh, the Nicolas Cage vehicle, uh, unbearable weight of incredible talent or massive talent. I'm uh, very curious what you think about that. I really, really liked it. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably like had, I mean, I definitely had some issues with it, maybe on a plotting side, but I really loved it overall. Like I thought Pedro Pascal was really good. And I thought most of the jokes very uh, worked for me. Uh, so really liked it. But it made me revisit Con Air, which Ooh. is a way better movie uh, and was a delight as always. And then uh, National Treasure, which was less good. Um, otherwise, I've mostly been watching... TV of varied quality, <laughs> so I I will not discuss that. How about you, John? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, well, um, I also saw the Nicolas Cage film, and I didn't like it so much. Um, I thought it was f aggressively fine. Uh, I thought <laughs> Nicolas Cage and Pedro pa Pascal. Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal was a revelation. Goofy Pedro Pascal was wonderful. Um, nice to see Sh uh, Sharon Horgan. I always like her. But yeah, yeah no, this movie wonderful. did not. This movie did not do a lot for me. And I'm not going to get into why. I'll just say on the great podcast, um, uh, Next Picture Show, I forget which host 
had, I think, the perfect description of this movie. I forget which one of them it was, but the description was um, this was like if this was like if uh, adaptation, the Charlie Kaufman movie had been written by the dumber Charlie Kaufman brother from that movie. (laughs) And I um, the actual quote was better, but I had to kind of clarify because this wasn't in a podcast describing both those movies. Um, but yeah, no, that is what it felt like. It felt like dumb Charlie Kaufman. And yeah, yeah. But um, I also saw The Northman, which I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I had to get over a little bit of what I was expecting um, from what it actually was. Um, I was actually expecting it to be more like the Green Knight, uh, like really like, OK, we are going to treat this fantasy, this old story seriously. We are going to ch- all the fan- fantastical elements. And that's very much not what this is. Um, this Ooh, is very much I might like it then. <laughs> oh, this is very much a Robert Eggers <laughs> film. Um, in the end, he is exploring a lot of the same ideas that he's explored in other movies And um, this is a movie where what I thought about it afterwards and thought about a lot of the choices and and, uh, uh, what they were. This is one where, unlike um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, where I think about it afterwards, where I'm like, I'm not sure what that story was about. Uh, Where I go, where I thought about the Northmen afterwards, the story seemed richer and richer uh, after after the fact. Um, I Mm. did. I did not really like the lighthouse. I respected the lighthouse. I did not really enjoy watching it. The Northman was really fun. Nice. Maybe I do fun's the wrong it. word. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also saw I saw Speed on the big screen, uh, which I was Ooh, too yeah. young to see the first time. Um, it was a fucking treat. That movie goes on way too long. Um, they got off the bus and then the movie continues for about eight hours is what it feels like. But it's still a great fun that's not true. Movie. They go into other modes of transit, like yeah. a train. Yeah, the subway sequence goes on forever. Then Dennis Hopper dies, spoiler, and the movie continues for like five more minutes because there's well, a bomb gotta sequence. Well, they got to wrap up the romantic plot. Come on. That movie is perfect and I will not hear <laughs> otherwise. Um, I mean, I also... uh. uh I rewatched the Evil Dead remake. Um, felt kind of similarly. I, why, why am I talking about things that I? Whatever. The Evil Dead remake has its moments, but it's it's uh, uh it's fine. I give it three stars out of five. I'm not going to talk about movies I saw that I didn't love. Um, <laughs> I saw a really interesting movie called Evil Dead Trap, which is a Japanese horror movie. It's basically a Japanese version of an Italian giallo movie mixed with an American slasher film. Uh, and it was made in the 80s. And from that description, I should have loved it. And there's a lot of amazingly creepy and gross visuals in that movie. Um, but there's also just a really aggressively mean edge to it that uh, mm. I found unpleasant. And also, that that's a movie where the entire last third is dumb and boring. But yeah, it was just like... I, like, this is... A, like, if you like... Uh, 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 Japanese horror movies or you like giallo movies you want to see that combination it's got a great premise it's interesting but I'm just going to warn you it is a movie that uses a totally gratuitous unnecessary rape scene to also do an exposition dump so yeah that's <laughs> that's kind of what I'm talking about about it just being kind of unpleasant and mean for no reason but there is good stuff in there if you can get through the rest so yeah 
All right. Sounds great. All right, John. Thank you so much for joining me in the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's been such a delight. Please close the portal on your way out. I don't want to cause an incursion. I enjoy my time in my planet. All right. If you say so, I'm going to punch a star shape into the the sky and vacate vacate through it. That's how we do it. (laughs) Toot, toot. Gloop, gloop. Oot, oot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,